I'm Greg Fairchild. I'm a faculty member at the Darden School, and family-owned businesses have always been a central theme of what has driven my work. Lawrence Gray is an actual old classmate of mine. I'm a Darden alum. Uh, Lawrence was in my section. I met him on the first day that I arrived at Darden as we were going through our introductions. Lawrence is a family member of what is Gray Company. Grayco, or Gray Company, is a lumber company that has over a hundred years of operation. Now that lumber company, as it started, became a commercial real estate venture. Um, Lawrence, being a member of the family, Lawrence Gray, being someone as a part of Grayco, actually spent many years working in investment banking in the real estate business. Um, building the type of skills and background that was so important, and then returning to the leadership team of a company that had his family's name, but was not actually composed of family members. And so Lawrence brought the capacity, both as a member of the family, the identity as a member of the family, but then finally a breadth of experience that allowed the firm to continue family engagement, but also to expand their base to include philanthropy. My telling you about Lawrence is wonderful, but you hearing from him is even better. Let's now hear from Lawrence about some of his own thoughts about his transition and, and leadership of Graco. Lawrence, thank you for your participation in our discussion about family business. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm flattered that you guys uh, decided to feature our story. I do think it is one that is uh, interesting and has several elements that are applicable to other families that are thinking about longevity uh, with with their own companies and some of the steps that, that we have taken that have worked, uh, some things that haven't worked. Um, but I feel, uh, well, first of all, again, thanks for including us. And, and, you know, one of the, uh, questions that has often come from folks like yourself has, uh, have been, you know, how on earth have, uh, you guys made it as long as you have. And, you know, one of the things that I say frequently is, um, it, it takes your leadership uh, within every generation of the family and different characteristics of that leadership are, are necessary uh, at, at different times in the chain from one generation to another. Uh, but being part of a fifth of the fifth generation of our family business clearly brings uh, a tremendous amount of pride to me. And I think, you know, that pride is shared by our various family members, but the unique position that I'm in as being a family member, but also the CEO and chairman of the company, I think I'm, I take on uh, a little bit more of the anxiety or constructive anxiety of not screwing things up because uh, we clearly have created a, a terrific business over the last 125 years. I've been 
part of it, an active part of it for the last 25 uh, and at the helm for the last eight and a half. Um, but I think the sense of, uh, of responsibility uh, is quite high with me. And uh, I think the, the members of the board of directors share that sense of responsibility and um yeah you know, with that said it doesn't it doesn't uh doesn't make us so risk averse that we can't run a business in a in a uh reasonable way but it is there and it is with me uh pretty much all the time um yeah another another thing that i think is uh important to note for a company like ours that is this far along in uh, our family's life, it's a lot easier being the CEO of a fifth generation business than it is a first or second or maybe even third generation business. Because by the time I have uh, moved into the seat where I sit, our ownership is sufficiently fragmented that I really, uh, I really operate more like the CEO of a small public company, which for me and my background as an investment banker, where the bulk of our clients were public companies is a much more comfortable seat for me to sit in. Um, so I, I direct our uh, development of our business strategy, manage our senior management team and the execution of that business strategy we report up to our board of directors, similar to a public company CEO reports to their board, and we operate in that manner. And there's no concentrated ownership uh, that you may have in a first or second generation business as they move from one generation to the next when the next generation is taking over. But the bulk of the ownership is is with the preceding generation. And regardless of what the management team may want to do, it can always be overridden by the non-active but majority owners that say, heck, I don't want to do that. You're going to do what I want to do because it's my money. Um, that situation doesn't exist in our company because all of our family, for the most part, has stayed in over the generations. And now we've got a very fragmented ownership base, which makes it much easier to operate uh, as a uh, chief executive officer when that dynamic exists. Can you share more about the transition from the timber business to commercial real estate? The transition of a business uh, from one that we'd been in for over a hundred years into a completely different business. Um, you know, I think for Family businesses, as I say at the outset of the case or of the white paper, um, you know, I think most families need to understand what is the purpose of their business. And when I looked at Graco, for me, the purpose of our business was not, uh, you know, are we in the lumber business or are we in the commercial real estate business? As a family, we were in business to preserve and steward 
the wealth that had been created by our former family members over the last 125 years. And, you know, we, we as a board and as a management team need to think what, what can we do with the constraints that we face to do the best job at preserving, stewarding, and growing that family wealth. So for me, uh, the transition from timberland to commercial real estate was one that was done uh, as much to preserve uh, the family wealth as it was saying that the commercial real estate business was a great business to be in. We thought it was a relatively better business to be in than the timber business, particularly where we stood in the late 80s and early 90s. And that ultimately uh, carried the day and uh, the decision was made to move out of the timber business where our prospects were dimming into the commercial real estate business, which we felt would be a better opportunity for us in the future. But an important and critical component of that transition, and I mentioned this at every opportunity, uh, was the fact that my the, the leaders of the family at the time, and I was not involved in this decision, but I'm incredibly grateful that they identified this. They did not have the capability set within the family at the time to uh, reinvest the proceeds from the transition of a business uh, from one that we'd been in for over a hundred years into a completely different business. Um, you know, I think for family businesses, as I say at the outset of the case or of the white paper, um, you know, I think most families need to understand what is the purpose of their business. And when I looked at Graco, for me, the purpose of our business was not, uh, you know, are we in the lumber business or are we in the commercial real estate business? As a family, we were in business to preserve and steward uh, the wealth that had been created by our former family members over the last 125 years. And, you know, we, we as a board and as a management team need to think what, what can we do with the constraints that we face to do the best job at preserving, stewarding, and growing that family wealth. So for me, uh, the transition from timberland to commercial real estate was one that was done uh, as much to preserve uh, the family wealth as it was saying that the commercial real estate business was a great business to be in. We thought it was a relatively better business to be in than the timber business, particularly where we stood in the late 80s and early 90s. And that ultimately uh, carried the day and uh, the decision was made to move out of the timber business where our prospects were dimming into the commercial real estate business, which we felt would be a better opportunity for us in the future. But an important and critical component of that transition, and I mentioned this at every opportunity, uh, was the fact that my the, the leaders of the family at the time, and I was not involved in this decision, but I'm incredibly grateful that they identified this. They did not have the capability 
set within the family at the time to uh, reinvest the proceeds from our timberland sales. They didn't know the commercial real estate business. And rather than uh, trying to figure it out with family money, they went out and hired uh, an entire third-party management team, which was the successor team to the one that I run today, and uh, or the predecessor team to the to the one that I run today. And uh, the fact that they, my former uh, heads of the family, were able to recognize they didn't have that capability and they were willing to take that step to remove themselves from day-to-day management, hire folks that brought a tremendous amount of expertise and experience to the table uh, is one of the critical elements to the success that we continue to see today. Um, they didn't get caught up in in ego or um, uh, or just delusion that they could do something that they weren't excellent at doing, and so they they went outside of the of the family to bring those resources in, and and that's been a, a critical part of our uh, success. Our timberland sales; they didn't know the commercial real estate business. The transition of a business uh, from one that we'd been in for over a hundred years into a completely different business. Um, you know, I think for family businesses, as I say at the outset of the case or of the white paper, um, you know, I think most families need to understand what is the purpose of their business and. When I looked at Graco, for me, the purpose of our business was not, uh, you know, are we in the lumber business or are we in the commercial real estate business? As a family, we were in business to preserve and steward uh, the wealth that had been created by our former family members over the last 125 years. And, you know, we, we as a board, and as a management team, need to think what what can we do with the constraints that we face to do the best job at preserving, stewarding, and growing that family wealth. So for me, uh, the transition from timberland to commercial real estate was one that was done uh, as much to preserve uh, the family wealth as it was saying that the commercial real estate business was a great business to be in. We thought it was a relatively better business to be in than the timber business, particularly where we stood in the late 80s and early 90s. And that ultimately uh, carried the day. And uh, the decision was made to move out of the timber business where our prospects were dimming into the commercial real estate business, which we felt would be a better opportunity for us in the future, but an important and critical component of that transition, and I mentioned this at every opportunity, uh, was the fact that my the, the leaders of the family at the time, and I was not involved in this decision, but I'm incredibly grateful that they identified this, they did not have the capability set within the family at the time to uh, 
reinvest the proceeds from our timberland sales. They didn't know the commercial real estate business. And rather than uh, trying to figure it out with family money, they went out and hired uh, an entire third-party management team, which was the successor team to the one that I run today, and uh, or the predecessor team to the to the one that I run today. And uh, the fact that they, my former uh, heads of the family, were able to recognize they didn't have that capability and they were willing to take that step to remove themselves from day-to-day management, hire folks that brought a tremendous amount of expertise and experience to the table uh, is one of the critical elements to the success that we continue to see today. Um, they didn't get caught up in in ego or um, uh, or just delusion that they could do something that they weren't excellent at doing, and so they they went outside of the of the family to bring those resources in, and and that's been a, a critical part of our uh, success. And rather than uh, trying to figure it out with family money, they went out and hired uh, an entire third-party management team, which was a predecessor team to the to the one that I run today. And uh, the fact that they, my former uh, heads of the family, were able to recognize they didn't have that capability and they were willing to take that step to remove themselves from day-to-day management, hire folks that brought a tremendous amount of expertise and experience to the table uh, is one of the critical elements to the success that we continue to see today. Um, they didn't get caught up in in ego or um, uh, or just delusion that they could do something that they weren't excellent at doing, and so they they went outside of the of the family to bring those resources in and and that's been a a critical part of our uh, success. One of the most memorable moments in your case is the time you approached the sitting CEO who was planning to retire in 2009 about your desire to succeed him. As Grayco evolved, you identified a gap in skill set and you shared this feedback with him. Could you say more about that? When I uh, asked to be uh, CEO back in the 2009. Um, you know, one of the other uh, interesting elements of our story that uh, the case goes into is is that transition. When I I had been on the board of the company for about uh, 12 years, and I took the the opportunity to to leave the banking business. I'd been uh, between Darden and uh, the investment banking business, I'd been working for 19 years and had worked extremely hard. And uh, I felt there was a good time for me to maybe take a break, assess where I was and where I was going to go in the future. And it turned out that that timing was fortuitous in that our uh, CEO at Graco uh, was was going to be retiring at the end of 2009 and and knowing what I knew about the business having been on the board for 
the last 12 years, um, I felt there was a real need for someone who uh, understood general management, understood uh, you know, portfolio management, and really thought about operating our business like a company as opposed to a series of individual real estate transactions. And uh, I felt strongly enough about the need for the, for the capability set uh, our company had and the belief that I had those skills that I went to the then chairman of the company. And even though we had a uh, unwritten policy of no family members in management, I spent a fair amount of time with our chairman talking about what I felt we needed and whether it was me or not, I felt we needed someone of my background in the in the seat. And fortunately, I had uh, engendered a fair amount of, of trust and respect among my fellow board members over my period of time as a board member that when I raised my hand and said I'd, I'd very much like to uh, to run the company uh, after meeting with the chairman and then individual meetings with all the various board members, uh, they came to agreement that it did make sense to uh, put me in the seat. And so uh, I, I joined the company as the chief executive officer in January of, of 2010. So uh, you know, that conversation with our chairman was, uh, I wouldn't say it was incredibly delicate. Uh, I think he understood my perspective on the business because I was quite outspoken. I think there was a little anxiety about, gosh, well, you know, the reason we didn't have family members in management was if they didn't perform well, we didn't want the the complexities of uh, having to terminate a family member from their professional pursuit and then see them at holiday dinners and family gatherings. Um, so, yeah, I ultimately told uh, the chairman that you know, I, I felt pretty strongly that my, uh, my ownership in the business and the fact that my dad and my brother and my sister and I collectively owned about 20% of the business that I felt pretty strongly. I wouldn't let my own uh, ego get in the way of what was right for that large an ownership block. If I wasn't doing a good job, I really do believe I would have the ability to, to acknowledge that someone could do a better job and I'd step aside if for nothing else, to preserve my own economic well-being. Um, and I think that uh, that statement and perspective, together with the fact that the chairman had known me my whole life and had seen how I had uh, operated as, a, as an individual and a professional and a family member and a friend and a colleague, uh, he felt confident that I would, in fact, uh, be able to live up to that claim. So... Uh, and the same thought process, I think, went through most of the other board members. And uh, that, together with my background and the, and the uh, 
you know, success that I had had to date as a as a professional uh, got them comfortable that that it was worth giving the uh, giving it a shot, putting me in the seat, and you know, I think almost uh, nine years in, it's it's proven to be great for me, and I think they've been extremely ha- uh, happy as well. How does Graco approach the question of philanthropy? If you look back on our uh, uh, the various parts of our Gray family, there's been uh, a fairly consistent and and visible uh, uh, commitment to our community and to the state of Virginia and and really to uh, charitable endeavors all around the country. And um, with that said, we do not have a corporate foundation. Um, you know, our our the way we execute our philanthropic mission is uh pretty simple we we believe that our board members and management team members have the ability to identify uh charitable organizations that do a good job and and are focused on initiatives that are important to our people. And so rather than uh, direct gifts from Graco to charities, we have established a a very generous matching gift program so that uh, the company ends up uh, making charitable gifts, but those gifts are going to entities that have been vetted by our uh, individual management team members or board members. That takes a tremendous amount of pressure off of me as a, as a manager of the business. Uh, When we get solicited for charitable donations, you know, my party line is to uh, you let the groups know that, that Graco is committed to philanthropy, but the way to access our, uh, corporate donations is really through the individual uh, members of our board and, and management team members. And that's been a very effective way for us to uh, be active in charitable giving without having to create the, the costly infrastructure of, of having folks that uh, would ultimately would have to, to, uh, do the due diligence on the organizations that we give to, or uh, we could just do no due diligence at all and just give money away. But but we don't believe that that is uh, the right way to pursue charitable giving. Um, so that's that's been a that's been an important component uh, of our business. You know, one of our uh, major sort of mission statement objectives is to be community minded. And we try to do that um, not only in how we do charitable giving, but all of our senior management team and our board members are uh, giving of both their dollars as well as their time. And, and everyone sits on various uh, uh, philanthropic boards and, and educational boards and, and are active with their time as well as their money. If you could offer one suggestion for family businesses today, what would it be? If 
I could uh, provide only one suggestion for uh, individuals like me that are that are trying to manage a family enterprise. Constantly look at what it is you do well and what you don't do well, and be very honest about that. And to the extent you are looking to pursue something that you do not have the capability set to do, either don't do it or bring in someone that really knows how to do it well and pursue it that way. Lawrence, thank you again for your participation in our discussion about family business.